The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever wondered if power and happiness were closer than you thought? What if conscious and happy life weren't an unattainable dream? Let it start with you now. Welcome to Conscious Life and Living with your host, Jackie Chapman. Our program will help you discover that you are infinitely greater than anything you could imagine. Now, here's Jackie Chapman. Welcome to Conscious Life and Living. I'm your host, Jackie Chapman. I'm so grateful to be here today. Thank you for joining me. And today's the animal show. Yay! So I'm coming to you from the beautiful Paradise Valley in the Rocky Mountains. And I have on the show with me today uh, an animal communicator named Joan Ren quit and I first uh, when I was first actually doing um, looking at doing the whole conscious life and living show Joan was one of the first people that really came into my awareness that I would love to have on this show so today is the day and I'm so excited Um, thank you Joan for joining us thank you thank you for having me yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know, I've known, I've, I just want to let everybody know, I've known you for a long, long time, a lot of years, and it, I actually uh, met you through one of my horses, um, Sweet Pea, um, for, that I called you and set up a session to have done, and that session literally all those years ago was what opened up doors for me in my life um, on so many levels, so I just wanted to say thank you, and how does it get even better? Well, thank you. And yeah, um, it, uh, I, there was a lot, a lot we did in that time. We did started out with animal communication and ended up flying there and coming and teaching and, and ended up telling you about Sound of God and a few other things along the way. So it's like been a crazy, crazy. Crazy um, few, amazing crazy few years. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will, if you would like to let everybody know kind of about yourself and introduce yourself, I'll let you do that. Okay. Well, uh, I've been an animal communicator for over 20 years, um, and I'm known more as an animal communicator than an energy healer, but um, I actually started in the late 80s with learning energy work before any of it. So energy uh-huh. is is uh, kind of, I guess, naturally or organically part of the whole scenario. Um, and uh, But I had a book come out in 2007 called Communication with All Life, Revelations of an Animal Communicator, and that was published by Hay House. But most recently, I've had a new book out called uh, Energy Healing for Animals, a hands-on guide for enhancing the health, longevity, and happiness of your pets, and that's uh, published by Sounds True, and it's been, um, it's been pretty exciting because it's, uh, this book is it's kind of picking up, it's gaining a little, a little steam of its own, so. That's awesome. 
Well, and I love that you're you're actually putting it into books because sometimes when we live in that realm of the energy and the energy healing, it's finding words for it can be interesting. So I love that you're actually collecting it all and formulating it in a book and playing with it in that space. That's great. Well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's uh, no small thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, um, some years ago when I brought you over for. Um, hosting a class that for you. Um, I remember I had the um, opportunity to travel with you around to different appointments in your, you know, communicating with the animals. You had different people had set up appointments with you. And I, God, that was just, it was fascinating to actually watch it rather than be in a session myself, <laughs> but to actually be on the outside watching it. It was really cool. And one of the things I've become really aware of um, is how much animals tap into our universes. And and you actually had written about this in your last newsletter that you sent out. And I loved how you put it. Would you be able to share about that again here? Tap into, oh, now, of course, I'm trying to think of which newsletter. Well, um, it, was, um, it was just, I think, the last one that you sent out, and it was about... Um, um, one of uh, a pet that had tapped in so much into her. her, her oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to talk about that. That's kind of my favorite topic. Yeah. Um, well, that story in particular, the woman had called me because her dog was <clears throat> chewing his feet, and um, he wouldn't stop. And they'd done all the allergy testing, and that didn't seem to be it. And you know, there was uh, they. You know, checked his nerves. It didn't seem to be something, you know, that he wasn't in pain from his spine that was causing, like, you know, little traveling pains down his feet. So there was no real reason for him to be chewing his feet. And so when I got on the phone with the dog, I, I do animal communication, get a sense of, you know, who that animal, you know, who that little person is in there. And, um, <laughs> uh, and then I do a medical intuition scan. And so, you know, the first thing I did was get to know him, and then I did a little scan. And then I, uh, I once I had done the scan, I, I was, I agreed that, um, you know, uh, it wasn't an allergy and it wasn't some sort of pain. And the so I had to go back to kind of the the persona, if you will. And mm-hmm. he was such a worrier, <laughs> and uh, he was so worried about her, the woman. And she had said that she, you know, had some kids at home and kids that were, had grown. And I sensed that he was really watching her obsession with one of the kids. And, um, it was this younger son. And it was because he was doing very well. But, uh, in the meantime, uh, I kept hearing the word, um, bipolar over and over and over again. And so as I listened to that, I kept, um, I, I didn't know if it was that son that had bipolar, but I knew that somebody in the house had bipolar. And and so I, I said, this is a, you know, I said, you know, your dog is this, that, and the other thing, went through his whole, like, little personality and all the things that he loved and how happy he was, you know, in general, and that he seemed very easygoing, but that he carried a worry on behalf of the woman mm-hmm. said, because it seems to me that somebody in your house has had a recent diagnosis of being bipolar, and she just gasped. And apparently, not only was one of the uh, daughters bipolar, 
and had moved home, but also another daughter had just been moved into a home because she had wow. you know, pretty severe bipolar. So the dog was chewing because of just the not knowing how to help this person. And, wow. you know, sometimes animals think they're supposed to do something more than they, they do. And I really believe that they have their own little karma and their own contract with the planet and, and us. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, it's a really important thing to have... Um, that sense of just uh, being allowed to be who they are, whatever that is, and that sometimes that contract is simply being a great companion, and it doesn't mean you have to worry about me and try to take over, where I really just need to, you know, so I said, have your dog be the dog, let your dog be, you know, that joy, that companion that gets you outside, and uh, the woman wrote to me a few days later and thanked me profusely because... (laughs) She said that, that the dog hadn't chewed since. And it, she, the first thank you note was about a week later. The dog mm-hmm. hadn't chewed the, his feet since our phone session. And that, and because mm-hmm. she got off the phone and had a conversation with him and said, <laughs> you know, I need you to be the dog. And I don't take my stuff on. Yeah. And so uh, even that day, I get apparently the dog, and I had sensed this, that the dog was like beyond a shadow. He was more like, you know, mm-hmm. almost up her, you know just all over everything she did and yeah. always followed her everywhere. And she said that first morning, uh, she said, you don't have to get up. You can just stay in bed. <laughs> I'm going to take the daughter to school or the son to school. And so the dog actually slept in for the first time ever. <laughs> he took a day off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's amazing to me how much they tap into our world and it's such a gift when you are able to kind of open that up for people and go, well, here's what's actually going on. And, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I feel very lucky to be able to. But, I, you know, you know my stick. I, my dog's <laughs> pony show is I believe that everybody on the planet does this. It's just it comes down to an awareness of um, opening up to being able to receive information and being aware of what we're already sending yeah, absolutely. And I was going to open up the show for anybody that wants to call in if they want to ask you a question about their animal. Is that okay? Yeah, I would love okay. that. So, yeah, so if you're listening and you've got a pet or an animal or something going on with an animal that you have a question, Joan is a magician. She's amazing. Um, so uh, call in, and the number is 1-888-346-9141. It's 888-346-9141. And, yeah, that's, that's exciting. I would love to have some people calling in and asking you questions because you're really amazing. You, you, I, I've watched you work. I've taken your classes. I've, you know, been in sessions with you. And every time it's just like you just hit it out of the park. And um, it's really a great gift. Well, thank you. <laughs> so how much do animals really know when you're you, – when you've been – playing all these years with the animals, how much do they actually know? Mm, You know, I think they know a lot. For one thing, (laughs) I think they know a lot. But another thing that I like for people to, like, here's a great uh, setup, um, Mm -hmm. or not. Um, (laughs) I had had a, a client the other day that said, I do energy work. I've been doing energy work for 20 years. I had this wonderful dog. The dog died, and now this dog that I have now for the last three years 
has been biting patients as they as they clients when they come for energy work and and bites when we go outside and you know just on and on and on about how this dog was and you know I got a sense from the dog again a bit like the other dog that was a bit enmeshed in her world but mm-hmm. that in this situation he didn't know how to uh, protect her that. She had a lot, you know, there's a lot of energy walking into the house, but that she was very confused as to what his real job was. And she kept saying to me, can't you tell him that he's going to have to leave if I, um, I, um, Uh, if he keeps this up? And I said, you know what? That would be like if you had a 16 year old daughter that smoked and you told me to tell her to quit smoking. I mean, it's kind of like, you know what? I just get on the phone and say, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) wow and I said I'd be a billionaire if it were like that you know Um, I mean the the person has to take some responsibility in shifting their awareness shifting their ability shifting their desire to change it you know and uh, and it isn't a magic pill so how much do they know you know, we cannot put on them a certain human logic. Yeah. At the same time, it's great for us because we can sit here and have human logic and our whole being and energy is saying another thing. So right. we have to align with our, um, um, with what, you know, again, it comes back to that say what you mean and mean what you say and then be that. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's just about clarity. Yeah. And, you know, there's great barometers or, you know, the canary in the coal mine. If if it isn't going well and you, if you're not being who you say you're going to be and they're all over, well, you know, what what's the surprise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, cool. We have a caller that just um, we can take after the break. Um, if uh, She'll hold on here for just a, another few minutes, and um, we'll, we'll get back right after the break. And we have a question from a caller. So how does it get any better than that? So thank you, Joan. It does. That's awesome. Yeah, so we'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Jackie Chapman is a certified facilitator for Access Consciousness. She offers classes worldwide and is a global change agent seeking to raise the consciousness of the planet. If you're seeking for more, connect with Jackie through her website at JackieChapman.com for a list of her events, schedule, and to schedule classes in your area with her. Jackie offers dynamic private and group sessions, as well as business consultations via Skype, phone, and in person. JackieChapman.com. That's J-A-C-Q-U-E, Chapman.com. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? 
If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. What if you created your body to be the ultimate physical expression of you, the infinite being? Visit JackieChapman.com and explore the beautiful you class. This class explores the over 60 access consciousness energetic body processes designed to give you the invitation to the infinite possibilities of you. What if you being is the most beautiful sight this planet has ever seen? Find out more at JackieChapman.com forward slash beauty or click on the banner now. Your beautiful body is waiting for you to unleash its potential. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned to Conscious Life and Living with Jackie Chapman. Reach out to us today on the show by calling in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at JackieChapman.com. That's radio at J-A-C-Q-U-E-C-H-A-P-M-A-N.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome. I'm Jackie, and we're here today. Uh, the show's called How Does It Get Any Better for the Animals? I'm here with Joan Ranquet, animal communicator extraordinaire. Hello, Joan. <laughs> Hello again. And uh, we have a caller on the line, Donna from San Diego. So, Donna, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. Hi, Donna. Hi. I I don't know if you can help me with this, but I thought I would try it out. (laughs) I I had a dog that, uh, that was lost about probably about three years ago. Um, he escaped from my my sister was taking care of him while I was traveling, and he escaped from her yard, and um, so I never found him again. So I just was was wondering if you know if you do that type of communication. Uh, you know, I do not. I used to. I actually was. Um uh, very good at it. Um, I mean, I'm happy to uh, send you to someone that does. I have a, a program for people to become animal communicators, and I have a huge section just on lost animals. But I mm-hmm. don't, I, um, yeah, I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that would, that would be great if you could... Um yeah, and what what was what what happened? What were the circumstances that he got missing? I mean, I I can kind of tune in for a second to tell you if I think he's mm-hmm. in someone's home. Uh, well, he just you know my sister was just going out the gate. He ran out the gate along with another dog, and the other dog came back, but he didn't. And what was his name? His name is Ted. Yes, or Ted. T E D. Okay, Ted. Um, and what kind of dog? He was a, a Pomeranian, a red red Pomeranian. How old? Let's see. I think he was probably about seven or eight. And did he know that area very well? 
Um, no, he didn't. Yeah. You know, I get a sense that um, he was actually picked up, and I do think he's, he's still... Uh, I think he went further than anyone thought because he was very, very quick, and he said he was he's, he was very quirky, and he... Um, I don't know if he led the, the charge and then the other dog freaked out and went back or if um, the person that picked him up tried to pick up the other dog and the other dog knew to go back. But it just seems like um, it, it seems very, he was very sad and it was very, very, very hard. Um, he was, he was lost. I mean, he was really, really lost. I don't, and again, I don't know how long he was lost, but he was so confused that I think now he's he's not anybody that would ever run out of gate. Hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Did, um, you know, the, the challenge is, is if somebody picked him up and then went in a car for a day, you know? Right. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I... Uh, what's that? I was uh, I I sort of had the sense that somebody had picked him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, as hard as it is to hear, here's the great news. He is loved. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> I agree with you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure that they're maybe they're able to spend more time with him than I was. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that he's just attached himself like you were not going out of my sight um, because of, you know, just how scary that was. And, yeah. and I mean, I think he's a quirky little guy, too. So, you know, I think that... Um, yeah, he, he was he was really quirky. Yeah, I agree with you. Because he was abused before I got him, so he had little quirks. Yeah. So I think they, that, you know, the other good news is that they, they picked up on just dealing and handling with all the quirks. So, mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much. Then, I so appreciate that. That's so kind of you to do that for me. Yeah. I mean, I know it's so heartbreaking. And you know what? The heartbreak is why I can't do, I can't. I can't do the lost animals anymore. I did it for 20 years, and I, I did it well, and I'm passing the torch. Mm. I, I get it. I get it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's easier to help ones that, you, that, that somebody has in their home. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, I don't even mind, like, I, I even like the end-of-life stuff. I like the, I love the, you know, talking to animals that have crossed over. I can deal with... I can deal with heartbreak. I can deal with um, mm-hmm. grief. But what I can't deal with is grief and no, um, uh, no, you know, no end in sight if there's no finding No resolution. Yeah. yeah. No resolution. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, I get that. Okay. Well, I, just, I just feel better knowing that, that, that somebody has him because he's a great dog, you know, so I just I feel better knowing yeah. somebody has him. And that they get his quirks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Get a lot of them. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he said. 
<laughs> That's great. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for thank calling. You. Thanks, Donna. Bye-bye. <laughs> You're welcome. Wow. Yeah, I remember when you used to do the lost animals. And, yeah, I remember reading the newsletters on it. And, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did. I actually, what's funny is I stopped doing them. And then uh, one person called me, and uh, it was a missing horse. And the horse uh, was found through some of the clues I gave the people. That and was the one the in the ravine, was, right? He, yeah, that story yeah. went viral. It was like, oh, great. So, so I'm trying to quit doing something to get famous <laughs> for it. <laughs> Do you want to talk about what happened with that? Yeah, it's a pretty cool story. Um, cool in, in terms of it did have an end. Um, what happened was a woman who, I, you know, I've been to a barn. I talked to her horses. So... She she called and she was the uh, the breeder or the liaison to this horse. She wasn't the actual owner, nor was she first the person leasing the horse. So, but she was, you know, if she was going to take the horse back if uh, if it was found because mm-hmm. of all the circumstances surrounding this. So the concerned original owner called me and said, you know, this horse is is missing. Well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always walk through a bunch of things with people when it's a lost animal, like uh, what, uh, you know, I try to ground, help ground the person with kind of like just the simple facts because there is so much emotion surrounding it always. Right. And so, you know, I got the simple facts and I didn't, you know, it was question whether the horse had been stolen or not. It was a very, very busy um three-day eventing barn, so a lot of people coming and going to different events over the weekend, and so it could have been, it could have been three days that the horse had been missing, right, because there was no sheet of saying, like, oh, I took my horse off the property to go to a show, it was, suddenly there was just no horse, and so, (laughs) yeah, never good, Um, and so when I connected with the, it's, with the horse, it was, I have uh, uh, had a sense of a lot of greenery, so it made me know that it was still in the wash- on the western half of the state, so if it had been stolen, you know, it hadn't gotten far, um, mm-hmm. and because, you know, the state of Washington changes to desert in about an hour and a half, so wasn't a horse that was traveling far. Um, and it probably hadn't traveled. I had a sense of woods all around it, um, like all greenery. I had a sense of horses being in the distance. I had a sense of a uh, pretty busy road very close by. And, you know, I never like to really commit to uh, things. I always tell my students that if you see something triangular, don't call it a teepee because it could be a pyramid. So just continue to use um. descriptive terms. Like, you know, something triangular could be a teepee or a pyramid, you know what I mean? So, yeah. anyway, so that's why I'm sounding super descriptive. So, mm-hmm. green all around, like a very, very small paddock that was surrounded by green. That was the sense I had. Uh-huh. And then the last clue, which I almost didn't say to the person because it seemed ridiculous, because I thought I knew where what barn this was that this happened from, uh, mm-hmm. where the horse went missing from. Right. And... uh I said, I hear 
uh, dripping water, like uh, almost like going through a car wash. She said, it seems like it's somewhere where there's a lot of runoff from the rains the last few days. It was end of oh. May, so there had been a lot of spring rains. I said, it's just super loud and splashy. And wow. again, if the horse had gone off property from where I thought the horse was, mm-hmm. um, that, that was a seemingly impossible thing, which is why I didn't say it. So um, what I didn't know was that there was a whole other property adjacent to this particular barn where that horse in particular was living. And so what the um, young couple that you know had called me did was they went straight out to where the horse had been staying, mm-hmm. which wasn't at the main barn that I thought. Um, and um, the husband, who didn't believe in animal communication, um, followed a water source and found a teeny <laughs> trickling little stream, saw the water run off a cliff, looked down and saw the horse right next to this runoff wow. on a um, on a five by like twelve um, ledge. It had fallen wow. forty eight feet and had another sixty feet to go if it even moved. Wow. That's a, that's like a miracle. Oh my god. Yeah. How cool is that? Wow. Yeah. And mm. so then it actually the story gets a little bit funnier because um not funny well, wackier I guess. Um so they, they the guy slid down. He he slid down and they spent the night with the horses it took they got Washington State, you know, mm-hmm. some a rescue operation to come uh help get the horse out. Well, then I don't know any of this. I just get an email saying, yeah, we found her. It's going to take a while to get her out. Why? Well, you know, I don't know what that means. I think, like, they've right. got to cut her out of some thickets or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, the next day, I'm driving to go to the bank and get kitty litter. I have no makeup on. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm <laughs> driving along... <laughs> And I think, you know, I want to stop by that barn and see that horse. I've never seen an animal that's been found after I've had a communication like that, you know. And so I drive around the corner and go to pull into the barn, and some police officer directs me another direction. I'm like, why is there police here? (laughs) And so they said, you know, you can park here. Well, I come around the corner, and there's, like, every news station, every everything. And I'm thinking, wow, is something else going on here? This is crazy. <laughs> and so I get up there and it's, I said, uh, and you, then they wouldn't let anybody on the property. And so there's a big crowd and I happen to know a few of the other people because it's kind of a horsey neighborhood and some of these people are my clients. And mm-hmm. I said, what is going on? And they said, oh, horse is down the cliff. And wow. I said, yeah, I know that. That's what all this is. And they're like, yeah, she's way down there. And so I didn't, you know, it was like, oh, my God. So it took about 68 workers to, <laughs> they had to do two slings because if one broke, um, then, you know, they had a backup sling to get the horse off the ledge. Wow. They had to send a, a veterinarian down there. And so we're all standing around. I mean, this took, I, I got there at like 11 in the morning. I think I left at like, you know, I think the horse got out at about 4. And they'd been <sighs> going at it since the night before. So it was, you know... You know, it was like 18 hours after I'd talked to the couple. Wow. And so, you know, it took that long to get. So then I'm standing there at some point during all this. 
um, I, you know, I, I get an email on my phone, and it's one of the local newscasters, news, you know, like King 5 or whatever, this NBC yeah. affiliate, and they said, um, we understand that you were a large part of finding this horse. Is there any way we can interview you? Where are you? Do you, um, <laughs> could you Skype with us? Could you meet wow. us somewhere? Could you talk on the phone? Yeah. And I wrote this back. I'm right behind you. So I sounded really <laughs> ominous and really psychic-like, but really the truth is I just happened to be right behind them. So um, anyway, and that's how I ended up getting interviewed by all the news channels, and those little stories went viral. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. We got to go to break. We'll be right back. Thanks, Joan. Thank you. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com What if you created your body to be the ultimate physical expression of you? The infinite being. Visit JackieChapman.com and explore the beautiful you class. This class explores the over 60 access consciousness energetic body processes designed to give you the invitation to the infinite possibilities of you. What if you being is the most beautiful sight this planet has ever seen? Find out more at JackieChapman.com forward slash beauty or click on the banner now. Your beautiful body is waiting for you to unleash its potential. Jackie Chapman is a certified facilitator for Access Consciousness. She offers classes worldwide and is a global change agent seeking to raise the consciousness of the planet. If you're seeking for more, connect with Jackie through her website at JackieChapman.com for a list of her events, schedule, and to schedule classes in your area with her. Jackie offers dynamic private and group sessions, as well as business consultations via Skype, phone, and in person. JackieChapman.com That's J-A-C-Q-U-E Chapman.com Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. tuned to Conscious Life and Living with Jackie Chapman. Reach out to us today on the show by calling in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at JackieChapman.com. That's radio at J-A-C-Q-U-E-C-H-A-P-M-A-N.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. I'm Jackie Chapman. I'm here with Joan Ranquet, animal communicator. And today's title of the show is How Does It Get Even Any Better for the Animals? And uh, Joan, earlier you were talking about that amazing story with the horse in the ravine and um, that had gotten lost. And it's so interesting to me, all the little serendipities along the way of what created that. And the fact that you kind of thought, like even the dripping water, you know, that maybe that was a crazy thing to say, and yet that's exactly what was going on. You yeah. probably have you probably have that a lot, though, where it's like, this doesn't make any sense, but this is what I'm getting. You know, and I think that's a really great thing to bring up because um, it doesn't make any sense. It goes back to what I was saying about, like, the dog isn't going to get, but it shouldn't be biting because 
it's going to lose its home. I mean, they just don't make that leap with logic. And we make too much of a leap with logic. We sit there and say, oh, I'm going to, you know, not say this about the dripping water because I know where that horse got lost from, and there's no way there's dripping water there. And the truth is, I don't know anything. You know what I mean? I mean, I... (laughs) I, I need to, if I'm staying in that world with that animal, it doesn't have anything to do with my logical brain, and I have to just, I love you know, that. write it down. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. When did you first know you had a gift with the animals? Uh, I, you know, I don't think I, I, I think, I don't think I have a gift. I mean, I, I was always one of those kids that they followed me around, and they trusted me, and they <laughs> liked me, and, you know, they were one of those. I, I would be the one that if you didn't want to give your horse a shot, I would come over and, you know, line up that place in the neck where the horse, you know, where mm-hmm. the perfect fleshy place to give the horse a shot. But, um, so it was, um, uh, just, I mean, so from a young age, I felt very connected and I felt very able and I had, uh, you know, certain, I guess expectations, you could say, that um, it was going to go well and that they would, you know, that they could hear me. And, uh, um, but uh, I didn't think I communicated with them necessarily, and I only just, you know, as an adult learned how to do that uh, after a series of things that didn't, you know, like I lost a horse to colic and I ended up raising her orphan colt, and then my next horse had serious lamenesses and nobody could find it and I ended up you know kind of going I had used animal communication as a a fun tool in the 80s and early 90s and the next thing you know um, I was taking a class and I was doing it so and then it took over wow I don't don't think I had time to notice if I had a gift or not (laughs) isn't that funny well and I remember the class that I took with you the animal communication class years ago and everybody in that class you know for the most part didn't think they could possibly do it I mean there's always that doubt and it was really fun to watch how every single person could do it and some were really really amazing but everybody could do it everybody could do it Mm -hmm. I had I taught in I just got back late last night from Florida and Mm -hmm. um I taught animal communication on Saturday, and I taught EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, for animals on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I had, uh, it, it, they were two different groups, and real, and there were some people that took both classes. But on Saturday, I had this gal, and she, you know, I'd never met her before. And, uh, you know, some of the people, because I live down in Florida and I'm there a lot, some of the people are kind of, not regulars, but they they come back, you know, mm-hmm. to classes. So this gal was new, and by the first time I could see a little bit of a frustration, and I uh, and she had only said one thing when I asked. You know, I had the whole group talk to my horse, and she had only said one thing about the horse, and I knew that she had a lot more, but she wasn't giving it up. Meanwhile, other people could sense her frustration, and they were all like, "It's okay," you know. And I just thought mm-hmm. I didn't want to give it that <laughs> give that that much energy. I wanted to catch her on a break and see what else she had written down. So I finally, when we had a break, I, I, you know, I didn't let everybody kind of bombard her with, you can do it, because I knew she was already doing it. And uh, so I get over to her, and I, 
I, at the break, and I said, what, what else did you write down? Because I know you, I saw, I can see that you wrote more than what you said down yeah. on this paper. <laughs> and she said, you know, front legs. And I said, yes, she had an injury on her front leg, on her front. She said, front right. I said, yes, the front right. Wow. And so there were a couple of other things. And then, and then she wrote down snow. And she's like, I, I don't even know if it snows in Seattle. <laughs> we're down there in Florida, right? And, it's, you know, Seattle's pretty temperate. It's pretty mild. It doesn't really snow that much. But guess what? It mm. was snowing. Well, I, and I didn't even know that. I didn't look at this. I was, <laughs> I'm so fully present when I'm on a trip, I kind of forget about, you know, unless there's a problem, I, I'm like where I am. Wherever I am, I'm there. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I finally, my, my house sitter that night um, said something about the snow, but you should be able to drive in. And I, I couldn't believe it. So I then I was already sending out the the sign that you know everybody put their email on a thing and wanted to stay in touch with each other. So I was already signing sending out the sign in sheet. So I was able to say, and for Mercedes, there was snow, you know, because <laughs> it. And so it's a matter of writing that thing down, whether you trust yourself or not. Because again, that there was no logic for her to write that down, and yet yeah. that was exactly what was happening for my horse. That. That while we were in that class, so <laughs> uh, you know, I think it was about a year ago. I moved, and my kitty um, was going to go and live with my youngest son, and so we had a little party for her to kind of you know let her know we were going to she's going to be going to a new home now because she'd been with me for a long time. She loves my son though, so this worked out fine. And at the party, as I was explaining to her about that she would be going with him, as soon as the party was over, she she matter-of-factly walked over to his pickup truck and sat down. And I had meant the next day he'd be taking her. But she just went straight to the truck and sat there and waited like she was ready to go. And I I thought, it's so literal. I mean, sometimes they just show us, you know, they're just so literal. And, yeah, and even if it doesn't make sense to us, it's... What, where they're at is very interesting. Yeah, it's funny because uh, not about a week ago I was down in the barn. It was right before I was going to go out of town, and so while I was down in the barn, I do late night, you know, feedings and give treats and put blankets on if it's really you know rainy and gross. And and I dilly dally. I'm not, I'm never in a hurry late at night. And uh, um, I walked up to my one horse and I and I just as I was bringing him his treats, I looked at him and I thought to myself in my mind, I thought. Wow, you know what? He used to be really, and he's very affectionate, but mm-hmm. I thought to myself, he used to lick me. He doesn't even just, he would give one lick, like, just like, <laughs> yeah, you're okay. You know, like, here, here it is. I'll give this up. And the next night I came down and he licked my hand. I was like, oh my God, that is so funny. <laughs> They're so literal. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not your imagination. <laughs> no. No, and that's what's so great about it, and and that's what's the good news and the bad news, right? Like, cause we have to. The great thing is we can communicate with them, and the bad thing, the hard, the challenge is that people are communicating now, and then they're upset with what their animal is doing, and while they're yeah. frustrated, they're creating a bigger rift with their animal because the truth is, the animal is really confused based on the. Um, the pictures yeah. that they're seeing in the person's head. That's, yeah, exactly. There's totally mis- mixed messages going on. Yeah. yeah. We got to go to break. When we come back, let's play with that a little bit more. That's awesome. Thank okay. you. Yeah. 
follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Jackie Chapman is a certified facilitator for Access Consciousness. She offers classes worldwide and is a global change agent seeking to raise the consciousness of the planet. If you're seeking for more, connect with Jackie through her website at JackieChapman.com for a list of her events, schedule, and to schedule classes in your area with her. Jackie offers dynamic private and group sessions, as well as business consultations via Skype, phone, and in person. JackieChapman.com That's J-A-C-Q-U-E Chapman.com What if you created your body to be the ultimate physical expression of you? The infinite being. Visit JackieChapman.com and explore the beautiful you class. This class explores the over 60 access consciousness energetic body processes designed to give you the invitation to the infinite possibilities of you. What if you being is the most beautiful sight this planet has ever seen? Find out more at JackieChapman.com forward slash beauty or click on the banner now. Your beautiful body is waiting for you to unleash its potential. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned to Conscious Life and Living with Jackie Chapman. Reach out to us today on the show by calling in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at JackieChapman.com. That's radio at J-A-C-Q-U-E-C-H-A-P-M-A-N.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, we're back, and uh, today is How Does It Get Any Better for the Animals? Um, we're here with Joan Ranquette, and thank you, Joan, so much. This this hour is not enough for everything that we could totally play with here. <laughs> Absolutely. We need, uh, we need a week. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many spaces to play with this. It's, it's really fun, though, for me to look at how literal the animals really are, and if we could just get out of our logic um there's just a clarity there that's really pretty simple yeah Mm. yeah and it's and it's beautiful yeah one of the things about it is that you know we i always say this you know they their their emotions are are rather simple not simple i mean we know that an elephant will grieve deeply over the loss of her baby Mm -hmm. and yet she has to for survival purposes, um, they carry that grief with her and move along, right? It's not like she can stay there forever and get lost in it, whereas we don't seem to have um, as great an ability as they do to move through that sort of thing. Uh, And so I talk a lot lot about this in my new book, Energy Healing for Animals, because, you know, the energy in our house gets stuck. And one of the things that um, I have... Uh, you know, that, like, they will have one emotion while we are having six. So they could be anxious because you're gone and mm-hmm. to the couch. And we're going to come back and feel guilt and anger and sadness and helplessness and overwhelm all in one shot. Wow. And then we wonder why the next day they chew even more. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, what's the energy like in your home? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the, I, you know, it's. I always say that being able to really be able to identify your own feelings and take a look at, at you know a little bit of responsibility and set the thermostat in your home for harmony. That it's really then you're playing with the pH of your household, the potential for harmony, and uh, part of that includes. It doesn't mean that you don't have to have all those feelings, but going back to that original story of that dog that was enmeshed with his person. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, she, she was able to let the dog be the dog and have all of her complicated emotions and it wasn't going to affect him, right? So yeah. that's where we, we want to be able to be autonomous in our, in our homes yet connected. That's a great way to put it. Wow. Yeah. Well, and if, if, um, we were to give people a little bit of home play, a little exercise or something to play with, with communicating with the animals. Um, what, do you have anything that you, it's a favorite that you could maybe throw out there that people could play with here in the next week just to strengthen their animal communication skills? Yeah, well, for one thing, I always say, you know, mean what you say and say what you mean. And so really be clear about the, the, what you're communicating. Like if you want your, you know, cat to come lay on the bed, then be really clear, like, you know, come lay on the bed. Don't doubt mm-hmm. it and say, oh, my God, he's probably going to stay on the couch tonight. Um, you know, just <laughs> keep staying with the picture of him coming to bed. But the other, the other big one is if you're someone that thinks that you are a little bit enmeshed or you see your animal reacting off of your um, feelings or your moods or how your state of being, then mm-hmm. a great thing to do is to put your dog, cat, or horse or bird in a bubble and say, okay, you get to be the dog and I'm going to be the person. We're both in our little bubbles and we love each other and we're very connected <laughs> and yet we get to be individual. Yeah, I love that. That bubble exercise, that's a great one. Yeah. 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 And I love the what you said about the harmony thermostat in your home, <laughs> setting your thermostat yeah. to harmony. That's great. I haven't even heard that before. That's awesome. It's in my new book. Ooh. Well, yeah. And what's the name of your book again, the new one? It is Energy Healing for Animals. Okay. And uh, it's got another long, complicated second half to the title, which is... Uh, a hands-on guide for enhancing the health, longevity, and happiness of your pet. Okay. Yeah, I've seen some posts you've put on on Facebook with your um, your animals sitting around the table with a book at each place, <laughs> and uh, the book club. Um, for yeah, that, that was book. the first. Book club. I've got I've got some more book clubs coming. <laughs> that was really cute. <laughs> I get the animals Thanks. really appreciate you opening this up for people to get it. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I remember in one class one time you told us that animals communicate in different ways and we understand in different ways. And is there a way to kind of create an intersection there? For people, that's a little more ease. Well, I, I mean, I think the first the first way in which you pick up information is truly, you know, like we all 
you know, some animals are better at communicating, picking up, um, at sending pictures, and some mm-hmm. are better at, you know, sending words. And some people are going to be more, um, uh, you know, interested, more able to hear sentences or hear words, and some people are going to pick up feelings. Mm-hmm. So the best way is to really just kind of trust what you get because yeah. and, and write down the first thing you get. Like if you're sitting down with a blank piece of paper and you want to find out what's going on with your animal companion, just write down the first thing you get because how you receive information and perceive information may be different than how they're sending it, but you still are going to get the gist of it, so to speak, and be able to go from there. That's great. Yeah, I love that. And um, how do people get a hold of you? You've got some classes in university that you teach. We have about three minutes, so I just wanted to give you a chance to um, let people know how to get a hold of you and if they want a session with their animals or any of that. Well, um, first of all, everything is on my site, um, joanranquet.com, J-O-A-N-R-A-N-Q-U-E-T. And I do have a program. I have a program for people that want to be uh, become an animal communicator or an energy healer for animals. And I have programs for people that just want to develop their intuition and deepen it. And mm-hmm. so all of that is on there. My program is called Communication with All Life University. And I have a year long. I have three months long. I have weekend workshops. I have everything on there. And I have lots of um, classes coming up, um, some in January. Uh, although I've got a lot of online, like an animal communication home study course that just started, and I still have two spots left. And then mm-hmm. I have um, an energy healing for animals home study course that will start uh, in, in January. And um, that, I just am completing one round of that. And I, both of them are a blast, but it's it's been really fun to play with the energy. Yeah, and I've taken your classes. These they were a while back, but I can tell everyone Joan has a great way of communicating to the class how they can communicate with the animals. You've got a great setup on that, so that's awesome. So yeah, thank, thank you. you. And I have a class coming up in sunny San Diego, January 31st and February 1st. It's called Beautiful You. And there's a banner on the Facebook page, on the Voice America page here that you can click on or go to JackieChapman.com and there's a link for Beautiful You class. Um, so yeah, January 31, February 1, and that class is amazing um, and a real um, gift as far as being able to bring the body and the being and the earth kind of in a communion space that's so much more ease than where a lot of people normally operate. So if you're so inclined or you want to ask your body on that one, um, that's a really fun class and such a huge gift with where that can take everybody and where the places and spaces we can play. So how does it get even better? And Joan, thank you so much for being here today. And yeah, let's play again sometime soon. Yeah, so, I would love yeah. to. This has been really fun. Thank you for yeah. having me. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. And um, Thank you. So we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Okay, thank you. Thank you for making Conscious Life and Living a part of your day. Please join your host, Jackie Chapman, again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go, be kind, acknowledge what is, and remember to ask, if not you, 
Then who? 